welcome to the Intersections of Wealth podcast by Rubach Wealth. This podcast is all about helping you gain clarity and confidence regarding your personal finances and life plans. Every week, we feature interesting guests from within and outside the financial world to explore important topics, from finance and family to entrepreneurship and philanthropy. We cover it all. Hi, everyone. This is Elke Rubach. I am the founder of Rubach Wealth, and today we're having a conversation with Sean Mahoney, who is the uh, president at Mahoney Real Estate Group. So hi, Sean. How are you? Hey, very well. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Sean, um, you're in the real estate world, but before we dive into the madness that's going on right now and all the questions people have, tell me a little bit, how, how did Mahoney Real Estate Group come to life? Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's, uh, I really appreciate that. So for me, um, we've talked about a few times, you know, there's, there's lots of real estate agents in the, in the market. Um, there's 55,000 plus in Toronto. And I got into the market uh, 2009. Uh, and why I got in there was I started actually investing in real estate when I was 22. Um, and having dealt with a few realtors, I just felt with a you know corporate background and a business background and a family of entrepreneurs that things could be done, done differently. Uh, what I mean differently is treated a lot more like a business. And um, so from there, I, I made the decision that I would grow my real estate into an actual business and set what I would think is is different standards. Uh, And so from there, um, the Mahoney's real estate group formed and and really where it formed from was when I would do deals or when I would hear other agents in the office, because the average agent does 66% of agents do less than four deals a year, which is a pretty scary number. And, you know, you would regularly hear agents, oh, I've got a listing and, you know, do you have a mortgage broker? Do you have a lawyer? Do you have a insurance person? And I kind of like was, was shocked that, you know, people were going around who were essentially selling people's largest assets, but they were so discombobulated. They didn't have any structure. They didn't have uh, a team around them that they could necessarily uh, count on. And I thought to myself, well, this is, this is, this is kind of going on everywhere. And what I made the decision building the Mahoney Real Estate Group was collaborating with a lot of like-minded, high uh, achieving or or very well-respected individuals within the real estate realm. So that ultimately at the end of the day, when I work with my clients, I know because I vetted them, I've worked with them, that whenever my work with my clients, they're getting like the top notch service absolutely provided. I'm not saying they're the number one in everywhere because that's subjective, but I know that I can fully trust them. And the other benefits of that is like, if you have different individuals working on one file that don't talk to one another, then ultimately at the end of the day, if there are issues, nobody's really picking up the phone to talk like the mortgage brokers and talking to the lawyer because they don't have a relationship or the lawyer is not talking to the insurance person because they don't have a relationship. And that was also something really, really difficult to deal with. So ultimately I created the group with the idea of providing a level of service that I felt was really lacking within the industry. And I think that's where we overlap. We always say that anything that has 
a money conversation, be it buying real estate, being a real estate investor, uh, having your financial plan, having your insurance plan in place, anything that has to do with money very quickly becomes an emotional conversation. And coming from a multidisciplinary approach as well, we think that it's so important that you can surround your client with the team of experts that will help a client remove the emotions from a very emotional decision. So, and that's what, where you and I met. So without further ado, what's going on in the real estate market? Yeah. Should no, we buy, should we sell, should we rent, should we hide? Yeah, no, do? awesome. I mean, it's been a very interesting, uh, I would say uh, from March to now, um, it came to the point where, you know, this year started off screaming, uh, you know, the, the, the market just came out from nowhere where uh, it was very reminiscent of the 2017 year where it would just, things weren't making sense. And you're just sitting there saying like, wow, look at these prices. And then obviously COVID hit. Um, from the COVID perspective, you know, we didn't really know what we were getting into. And um, a lot of people thought the sky was falling. And I, I, I thought it was a good a litmus test to see where the, where the strength of the market could go. Because for many, many years, people have been talking about the Toronto real estate market being a bubble, um, ultimately being, you know, this, this ever waiting uh, drop. And, you, and, and, and I was waiting to see with what would happen there. And certainly, I mean, um, listings came off the shelves or, or went back onto the shelves. Inventory then went really low. But at the same time, the buyers were still there. So say in March, say before March, average multiple offer was having five, five buyers that wanted to buy the house. And now 70% of the inventory came off the market there's still two buyers. So we still saw multiple offers. We still saw places selling. It just, there was a lot of hesitation to the market. And ultimately what it did was it held off the spring market. So March, April, May is typically, you know, the, the, the hottest time of year to be selling. And that all came to a screech. So, you know, there was a lot of hesitation. There was a lot of like, where our business is going to be, what is life going to look like? And, and even, and how are we going to trade real estate? You know, like how, what are the new protocols with buying houses, going to see houses, do sellers even want you going into the house? Um, you know, so in, in that way, it actually forced the hand of a lot of real estate and it, and it kind of weeded out the ones who haven't been adopting technology but the market still kept going. And once the third tier had opened up, I mean, we had already been uh, uh, chugging along just fine. And then it just, it, I just wrote a report calling, you know, summer the new spring market. And July, we had a record year, year over year. In July, 11,000 sales had been done. Um, things just seemed to be steaming along uh, in terms of houses. Um, I think with, with COVID, with the lack of people going into the office or companies saying, you know, work from home now, uh, and I can use myself as an example, my partner and I both in real estate, we're both on the phone, we've got a, about a, just under a thousand square foot condo in the St. Lawrence market. But after this time that we've been here, we've really recognized and, and, and rejigged our lifestyle. And what does that look like? You know, um, do we want to be in a condo? Um, you know, is it large enough? Do we want rooms? Are we going to need another office? 
And I think that that started to be a trend for individuals where in all age groups, where what does my life look like pre-COVID? What does my life look post-COVID? And how have my values or what's important to me changed in that period of time? And so where you're starting to see um, the detached houses or the freehold houses, they're continuing to going up um, quite substantially. We're starting to see a lot of people uh, move out of the city. Uh, the word is that's really hot right now is sanctuary. Uh, I need my sanctuary. I need my safety. And, uh, and we're starting to see the condo market, although it's up, um, lagging in terms of not necessarily price, but days on market, um, inventory amount out there. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, that's, that's in a, in a very short and, and um, you know, overcompassing what, what's going on in the market right now that we're seeing. When, when you work with clients, um, and, and I think you'll get from where I'm coming from right now, is what, when they show up at your doorstep, right. what is the first thing you try to talk them into? Like, do they show up with their finances in, in place? Do, do they know what's going on? Or do you ask them to revisit? How, what's your process? How, how do you work with a client in making sure that they have the finances and are ready, if need be, to go into a bidding war? or recommend not to what, what's your process how do you how do you guide people well i think it's very much like your process is ultimately at the end of the day um it's all about the needs of the client so what's the most important thing for me is fully understanding the scope so why is the client moving you know um what goals do they have both short and long term um, you know, I take a lot of things into consideration from like area to type of house. Is this, you know, if they say five years down the road, they might want to move. Maybe we consider uh, a smaller house on a bigger lot that maybe they don't necessarily have to move and they could renovate it. So they could potentially save in that area if they want to be in, 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 in that neighborhood. Um, in, in terms to your question about the finances, um, I think that that's a big thing in this day and age, I think it's always should be a big thing. Um, but with regards to finances, you know, it's really just having that conversation about like, what does your down payment look like? Um, you know, are you prepared? You know, I do an, uh, an interest rate prorated. So like, hey, great, like we're in record low uh, interest rates today, but you know, if you're planning to be here in 10 years, what if interest rates go up to actually five, six, seven percent? Like, show them those numbers, not to scare them, but educate them. Like, what does that look like? And and you know, if I have a financial plan where I'm working with a wealth manager, and you know, I've committed to put this much per month away to help grow that aspect of my business, how would a six percent or five percent interest rate affect my ability to continue that goal? And and I think. Where it's really important from the finance perspective, and this is where I'm gonna, you know, lean on you a little bit, is for so long people, you know, we've been on a major run in real estate for since basically 2009 with blips here and there. But people have put all of their eggs, a lot of people put all their eggs in the basket in 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 the real estate world, and we've kind of, in some instances, I see 
you know, you kind of say, I have this down payment and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, how are you going to distribute that money? And they're like, no, no, we're not distributing it. We're putting it all into our house. And I kind of th sit there and say, okay, like that's what you want, but have you thought about these other things? Because I think it's, it's, it's very important to be diversified, right? And maybe, maybe I'll put that over to you. It's just, you know, in, in, in your business, I know you offer a lot of different services and clients are first and foremost for you. When you're sitting down with them, whether it's real estate or not, how do you ensure that you do a broad over, overview to ensure that, you know, all of those, whatever many pillars are, the five pillars are, are met and, and their goals are reached? Well, it's, it's again, a conversation. It really, it's the process of educating people and explaining the benefits of being diversified because I mean, it's, it's, it's the ultimate shower of common sense, right? You want people to understand that there could be potentially a, a market correction in the real estate world. So there, that's why it's important to be in the right place and pick an area where it wouldn't be as, you know, vulnerable in turn if, if a recession hit. Um, we're also educating people, you know, right now the, the economy is artificially sustained and once all the government uh, support programs are gone, we fully expect the market to correct. And yes, the stock exchange is doing one thing, but socially we're seeing something very different. Now, do we have a crystal ball? No, we don't. But what if, right? We want to make sure that all the options are considered and people understand that nobody will ever be able to time or beat the market. There's too much information out there. And by the time, you know, you make a decision, things have shifted. So it's putting the overall wealth of the client in, in perspective and figuring out, you know, how to divide it into different buckets. And this is the money that will go into real estate. This is the money that will go into protecting yourself. This is the money that will go into equity if they want to go cowboy with a piece of that and it allows in their, in their plan, absolutely, we can do that too. But it's, it's the importance of not following, you know, my friend told me that this is the next performing, totally uh, promise, no risk, top performing equity. This is a guarantee. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's kind of like the same thing as, you know, all you can eat and lose weight. Yeah. That doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, like, or if it does work, only chemists know what you're putting into your body. Right. So, uh, so it's, it's common sense. It's having the conversation exploring different options, bringing experts to the table, the multidisciplinary approach, all those things that are so important. So anyway, but Sean, I think we should, we should have more than one conversation because there's so much more to talk about. So let's, uh, let's cut now and have a second and third and fourth because we, we do have so many questions and, and clients and, and friends, you know, ask, you know, what, what's going on? What's happening in the residential? What's happening in commercial? Should I be investing in the industrial? Should I lease or should I sell? What, what to do? So there's so much more to talk about and we like to keep these uh, segments short so people actually have time to watch them. Yeah. Um, so uh let's to be continued thank you so much we'll 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 work on the next one awesome thank you very much for the opportunity i really really appreciate it and uh and and i look forward to uh, continuing this for sure